0: hear that that's the sound of the 2023 chevy silverado's 2.7 liter high output turbo engine delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromised durability impressive power whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends thanks this is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride and most importantly this is the sound of you heading to your local chevy dealer today for a test drive find your silverado and find new roads Chevrolet. Hello guys what is going on Daniel Childs back here again for my rational perspective on Chelsea nil. Fulham nil. the game on Friday night last night really frustrating obviously it wasn't exactly the blockbuster shiny glamorous fluid attacking display a lot of us hoped for when we saw the lineup the build-up to the game but I did say in my preview that there was another team playing Chelsea last night and that team has had a pretty decent season. They're well set up, they're well organised, they're a good unit and I think that that is exactly what Chelsea are lacking right now and that is not a massive shock, is it, based on what's happened this season and based on the number of new faces in that starting eleven, and you couple that with players who have been underperforming, some of those regulars. Um, So I'm not going to go overboard I think there is obviously nuance and context and the fact is there were some good chances within that game other than one in the first half that Kepa saved from i think it was Pereira Chelsea could have won that game and i think should have at least from one of the chances you know and and when i look at it like that sure the margin for error i, I speak about this a lot on the channel um, the margin for error in attack wasn't exactly wide it wasn't like Burton Leno had to make many 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 saves but you look at the xg you look at some of the chances we did pass up on the night and if we win that game closely one to two nil based on all of those things as i say gelling new players in i think it would have been a good result but you know we don't get it and i think there's a lot of people obviously who were already sort of doom and gloom about the season who are going to be more doom and gloom and listen i'm not going to berate those people because it's not enjoyable and it hasn't been for most of this season and uh, potter needs to start racking up wins and and i think for the whole mood of the club it's not just about giving patience you I, I always say this you've got to vindicate patience but i think as we'll get into there are positives from this game in terms of performances but most of those do come from some of those new faces which doesn't reflect quite well on some of the faces who have been here for much longer at chelsea the starting 11, as I say, I-, I tweeted this out before the game that it was the most excited I've been by starting 11 in, in a long time. And sure, the game didn't play out in an exciting way, but it still did excite me. And I, and I think, especially looking forward into the upcoming weeks, the players to return, whether that's from suspension like Joao Felix or from injury, and, and those players like Reese James last night who only got about 60 minutes. There is reason to be optimistic about the way this team could look for the rest of this season and, and, and seeing some of the quality that could be there and, and really change the complexion of the way Chelsea move and, and play on the pitch. But obviously, the, the starting 11 itself 4 3 3 or 4 2 3 1 again. Enzo Fernandez making his first Chelsea start, first Chelsea appearance, a debut straight in there after Belly. Any training, but really nice to see him in that starting 11. We saw uh, Thiago Silva, Ben Badia, she laid out consistent sort of back to now I think for Graham Potter he's really entrusting those two to play especially in the Premier League uh, and I think that makes a lot of sense Marco Correa, Reese James, Conan Gallagher, Mason Mount, Ziash that was another one we spoke about in the preview Ziash being in there as well Kai Havertz and uh, Mikhailo Mudrik uh, of course Fulham sticking with their usual 4-2-3-1 Willian returning to the bridge um so yeah, I, I think that for me, before we get into the positives, Enzo Fernandez, we're going to speak about Enzo Fernandez, his debut, because I think it was really encouraging. And and Benoit Badiashile, I do want to say, was my man in the match. I don't know about you guys. He he was my man in the match last night. Before we get into those positives, I think the negatives for me were what was a consistent thing we've seen at Chelsea for a number of years, and that is how static things were at times, how um slow our passing was. You come against a low block, you come up against an organised team, particularly one who were very physical on the night, who were out there to spoil, out there to stop Chelsea's rhythm, out there to really prey on any sort of sloppy passes and mistakes. And and they'd done that so well for them throughout the entirety of the night. And the problem was with the way we were set up with the distances between, say, midfield and attack, I I think with the, the lack of chemistry. And listen, to expect chemistry, I think only... Once or twice I've been watching Chelsea, do you get players who click instantly? I mean, the one that instantly comes to mind to me is Cesc Fabregas and Diego Costa just seem to have from minute one, uh, like this kind of knowledge of where both players were and went for Fabregas' timer pass, one of the best passers of the Premier League, uh, and Diego Costa, one of the, our greatest ever strikers. Uh, and just those two had an instant connection from, from the minute go. Um, I think some of that also was because they had a better structure and better players around them that I think helped them integrate so smoothly but there also has to be an understanding that enzo fernandez for as good of a player as he is for michael Mudrik, as an exciting winger as he is to expect all these players to just have instant chemistry and know when a player is going to make a run what movements they like to make where they prefer to receive a pass to expect all that to happen in one night i mean was obviously going to be unrealistic but that clearly was, was a troubling thing for Chelsea throughout the night and that's what really broke down so many attacks and I think frustrated fans was how much the ball was played between the back four effectively and that really stifled Chelsea's play and only really when in the second half for me there were a few moments in the first half but in the first half it was more about Enzo Fernandes or Thiago Silva playing a cutting pass over the top or Hakim Ziyech doing that and and I'm not going to say that's not repetitive but you, you know that is eye of the needle stuff which is why we bought Enzo Fernandez, for instance but in the second half did feel when Nori Manawake came on and, and Raheem Sterling came on and there was a, more of a sense in that second half and for, especially for Fana maybe there were more repeatable things but those I think will come over time and the, the big fear for me at the moment is just the lack of goals in this team. I mean, I saw the stat last night, 22 goals, which is Chelsea's lowest total after 21 Premier League games since the 95-96 season. And um, goals have been such a massive issue in this team and squad for five years. But I think it's really come to a head this season, like many other things. Let's get into Enzo Fernandez. Uh Brilliant to see him in the flesh play for the first time. One of the things just aesthetically or kind of things that stuck out to me instantly was the ball sticks to his feet. He has a wonderful way of just killing that ball, it staying on his feet, Um, nice trickery, nice footwork, which is obviously what you need in, in, in a fast environment like the Premier League. And at times he was really pressed in some dangerous areas where he couldn't afford to lose the ball. But there was also, I mean, the stats back it up, most jewels won, most tackles made, most possession won, most final third entries. I mean, he, he really was someone who was making a difference in that first half. And there were two passes in particular that could have won Chelsea the game. The, the best one of the night was um, sort of the one over the top that went through to Mason Mount. Mason Mount cuts it across to Kai Havertz. Havertz either is, is not there at the right time or just doesn't connect with it right. I think he should score. So there's one moment. There was a second boss in the first half that he played through to Hakim Ziash where I think Fulham and I think everyone else was expecting him to play it to the to the left if I remember. He played it sort of I think with his with his right foot through to Hakim Ziyech and Ziyech of course whenever he has to be asked to, to hit with his right foot is not going to be as good uh, and that chance went away I mean he had a shot from distance to, in the second half that could that would have been an astonishing debut if that went in and won Chelsea the game uh, another stat here Enzo Fernandez is the first Chelsea midfielder in a single game this season to make five or more ball recoveries tackles total jewels won and successful long balls uh, for Chelsea in the Premier League I mean that in itself speaks to a player who you just got to get more excited right and, and I think for for the rest of this season I've got a couple of Enzo Fernandez specials coming out over the next few days where I speak to people about not only the way the deal happened but also more specifically about the player. And we may see him in this more retracted, deeper six role where he could still cause some damage, but maybe next season if Chelsea do go out there and sign another midfielder, someone who's more of a holding player, you can sort of push him further up the pitch and give him more license to make those passes in the final third. But for a player, as I say, who's barely been in this country for a couple of days and and is asked in a demanding environment, I think it was a really, really encouraging first uh, night for the new signing. Benoit Ballet-Chile was my man of the match, and and he looks like a steal. I mean, he really does. Chelsea spending so much, but for the money we spent for him, under forty million, free games, free clean sheets. I think he's really adjusted well to the to the pace and intensity of the Premier League. Um, I think he has a knowledge of where he's supposed to be. Maybe the differences between the Premier League and the French League, which I have said before, there seems to be a nice sort of adaptation for players when they when they move over here. It doesn't take as long, maybe. Uh, and I think he just he judges distance as well. I think he he he's really physical. He he dominates. He takes command of of situations, but he's never rash. Um, yeah, there's a composure to him on the ball that I think you absolutely need if you are a team who want to build up build up from the from the back, which is what Benoit Badiashile gives us. Very easy connected with um, with Thiago Silva as I said, play some nice passes. And, and, you know, you just look at the numbers. I mean, three games, three clean sheets. And Chelsea, structurally, I, I do think in the last three games um, with him in the team, I think Chelsea, structurally and more defensively, look a more solid unit now. I think that is becoming clearer to me. And I think something that that is praiseworthy you know i I know some people will go our goals matter and of course they do but i think from the defensive side of things i think the defense has been doing a better job even if there is some criticism within there and and reese james obviously still getting back up to speed but great that he got those 60 minutes lovely flags in the matthew harding and, and the shed Great work as ever to to see that for him at, at the beginning of the game and he got a great ovation when he came off. So so great to see him back and great to see Ben Sherwell back too. And you know, you're building something back there. So another clean sheet, which for a defense, that's their job. They did a good job last night. And Thiago Silva was was his, you know, usual best. Um other players to speak about Noni Manawake uh, again, you know, you're you're asking someone to come in and what is a demanding environment. And he started off uh from the left but then moved over to the right, uh, when Raheem Sterling came on and I just thought there was a fearlessness about him, and that's what we want from these players, right? And and, and something Chelsea have lacked. And again, it it it's very harsh to make firm judgments, uh, particularly from players who are coming on to at half time. And you know, we saw the impact Mikhail Mudrik had uh, from the bench. He starts this game. Unfortunately, didn't get either the service, but also as we found out after the game, was suffering from a cold. So that's why it was a little bit of a downbeat. Uh, performance compared to the one at liverpool but i'm, I'm excited to see more of, of nori manawake and i also want to say david for fafana i'd love to see start in the next game too because I, I just think he 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 did really well i think to the chance that everyone will think about that he could have won chelsea the game i actually think with with his movement there was much more natural of a striker and he and he just because he is a striker compared to kai who we're not quite sure what he is at the moment. I, I would like to see him kind of be utilised a little bit more and hopefully those moments will give him a little bit more confidence to to keep going and hopefully get more minutes under Graham Potter um, the negatives obviously are I think three players that stand out to me Mason Mount Kai Havertz and, and Connor Gallagher it's Mount and Havertz for me that really stand out more than Gallagher because this is still Gallagher's first season so I'm more looking at Mount and Havertz these are players who've been at Chelsea for several years and I expect a lot more of uh, and Mason Mount it's easy enough for me to sit here and go, oh, he's a you know, contract playing on his mind. But I just, it's just baffling game by game. Um, you know the lack of precision from there. He played a, you know, as I say, it, it's it's kind of the nuance of everything, right? It's like if if Kai Havertz puts, you talk about two players at once. You know, if if Kai Havertz puts that chance away in the first half, then both of those players come away from that game feeling a lot better about things. But these two players really need to be taken out the firing line and need need a rest um, and they need to be given competition which I think is what they're going to have now with Joao Felix returning uh, with Connie Chukameca I think getting into more minutes with the eventual hopefully debut of Andre Santos when he returns from Brazil all of these things I think are going to make a difference and and I, I think for both of those players they really need some competition I think they, they are not deserving of starts at the moment I, I spoke a few weeks ago about Kai when he scored that goal against Crystal Palace and i agree that you know he does have that within him but he also has these really passive performances that made me worry last summer about him and we are the, the longer the more performances like that happen and the more chelsea don't win i think more and more we're gonna get into a, a, a situation this summer where a conversation is going to need to be had and i do think this ownership and i say this for every all of those players except for the ones who've just been signed i get the feeling that this new ownership are are going to be brutal at times with with selling players i think if they can see value for a player in the market i don't think they're going to be like the previous ownership in recent years and just cling on to players for year after year after year if they think they can get a profit now they're going to try and do it and particularly when you look at a player like mason mount who it's just unthinkable to think that he could leave but his contract situation as it drags on and on and on it is more and more concerning and um for both of those players I think they really need to step up in, in the upcoming weeks and, and they don't deserve to be starting games and I, I, I don't know how people can argue against that at the moment that's just, you know these are two players who've done some brilliant things with Chelsea but um, nowhere near the performance levels and Gallagher I think continues to be erratic I think he was a little bit better in the second half played the pass over the top I think it was for, for uh for, Datra, for Vana in the second half that again could have won Chelsea the game um, but I, I still think for Gallagher, it's that, you know, in terms of application spirit, you know, th- those are things that I have no doubt with Gallagher. I just, I, I still think that maybe he's going to be a little bit lost in a shuffle um, of all these new players coming in and the complexion of Chelsea looking a lot different to what it did 12 months ago when he was at Crystal Palace. And, um, but I think he'll keep fighting and I'm sure he'll get minutes and points. I'm just curious to see how he's going to fit into this new team with the new players coming in, how he is utilized best as a central midfielder, particularly when you've got players like Sage Wow Felix who you suspect is going to play in a four-two-three-one one kind of a floating kind of number 10 role behind the central striker maybe i mean I, I may be proven wrong but i just the way the team is looking at the moment and the way it's being built i could very naturally see a situation where mudrick's on one side madawake on the other and you've got drow felix or mason mount or kai havertz kind of three players competing for one and then i think maybe the ideal thing is you have enzo and someone else behind uh Mateo kovacic in Kante, when they come back from injury. Uh so I think it's gonna be difficult for players like Galaga but that but that's Chelsea, right? We wanna see competition. So those are my thoughts on the game. I, I know some people, uh, as usual, it's it's the end of the world. Um, but Chelsea have got a run of games now where I'm expecting wins. Um, West Ham, Southampton, Leeds, I think is coming up too. Uh, of course, you meshed in within that. We have the bristol Dortmund games. But in terms of the Premier League, we need to start seeing wins on the board. I, I see, listen, we can't go overboard when you're bringing in new players and, and you can't suddenly make a, 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 a snap judgment. But Graham Potter has had some time with the with some of these players who played last night on the pitch. And I think some of it is when he gets some of those uh, injured players back, I think it's about being more brutal and more clinical. With Once again, I think it's a constant criticism that people have of, of just being a little bit more brutal. And I think he's getting there in terms of making the team look a lot more, I think, young in terms of the players who are going to be here for the, for the long haul. Um, but I still think there there is more to do in that aspect. So we will see what happens next week at West Ham. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea. Thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Son of Chelsea is a part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Get on TikTok, get on Twitter, Son of Chelsea, all that good stuff. And I will see you again very soon. All the best.